Welcome to The Culture Lane, where we explore the products, people, and services driving the shifting world of automotive and mobility. Here, we take a different route when navigating the changing transportation landscape. So settle in, buckle up, and let the journey begin. Search through any Consumer Insights report about electric vehicles, and you're bound to come across a few recurring points of apprehension that continue to create barriers for the wider adoption of EVs. And a lot of that apprehension is rooted in some aspect of charging. According to a recent study by the Insights company Kantar, two of the top three concerns that discourage most buyers from purchasing an EV are limited driving range and lack of charging infrastructure. The third, as you might have guessed, is the high purchase cost of electric vehicles. Those concerns with charging, whether it's range anxiety, the availability of a charging station, or the time it takes one to charge an electric vehicle, can also be summed up into a matter of whether or not an EV is convenient. Rove, an EV charging startup, recently broke ground on a plan aimed at addressing some of those inconveniences often associated with owning an EV. The plan is anchored in opening full-service charging centers, beginning with one in Santa Ana, California, in partnership with the California gourmet grocery retailer Gelson's Markets. The Santa Ana Center will feature 40 public chargers, including dozens of ultra-fast chargers with single cords, so EV owners won't have to share power, a 24-7-hour lounge, a fenced-in pet area, and nighttime security guards. To get a better understanding of Rove's business model and how the EV charging startup looks to expand beyond California, the Culture Lane talked to Nathan McDonald, the CEO of Rove. Nathan, thank you for joining us on the Culture Lane. Thank you. Nathan, so how did the idea for Rove come together? So I had just purchased a, a Model S Tesla and I needed to I needed to charge it because when it got delivered, it didn't have any any charge left on it. And so I, I began going around trying to find where to how you charge one of these electric cars. I, I was very interested in it, very fascinated by them. And I ended up at a couple of car dealerships and couldn't, you know, figure out a way to plug because I had the wrong plug, couldn't figure out how to plug the car in went to the Tesla uh, service center and they pointed me in the direction of where a Tesla charger was. And so after all of this running around and uh, missed, missed opportunities to charge my car, I finally end up at a Tesla charging station in, uh, in Fountain Valley. And I look at all these chargers out there and all these Teslas are lined up. I said, this is great. Wow, I didn't had no idea there were so many Teslas out there. And I pulled to the middle of the chargers waiting for one, and, I, and people started honking at me. I went, oh, wait a minute. All these people are waiting to get in. So I said, you know what? I have enough charge. I'll, I'll leave and come back. So I left and came back the next day, 
And I ended up sitting there for 45 minutes behind a bunch of cars waiting for a charge. Finally got to the charger, plugged my car in, and it was going to be 45 minutes more to charge the car. And it was lunchtime, and I was hungry, and I'm in a hot parking lot, and there's no restroom, and I'm hiking across the Costco parking lot to go get a Costco hot dog. And in the middle of that walk, I said, you know, this is an opportunity missed. There, there really is, though, been this sense of frustration, hasn't it, with owning an EV when it comes to charging? I, it, this was 2018, so there was much less charging out there than now. And I haven't seen the charging landscape change at all. It's more in shopping center parking lots, in the hot sun, no shade, no trash can, no amenities. It's... It's we need we need charging infrastructure, and all of that charging infrastructure that people are putting in are is very necessary to promote the adoption of EVs. But I just feel it can be done a lot better. One of the things I've found really interesting about Rove is is the founding team of the company. Um, it's really an interesting mix of people from from various business sectors. Talk, can you talk about the team and how the team sort of came about for for the company? Absolutely. So when I pulled into that hot parking lot to charge my car, we were, uh, some of the team and I were working on a large scale solar project in Agua Priete, Mexico. And we had worked together on other large scale solar projects. So we've been involved in energy for a number of years. And the, the guy who I called Michael Lumley, he was a former regional manager for solar city for the state of Texas. And he had worked on a couple other large-scale solar developments um, that he and I had done. And uh, the other member of the team was Scott Dethridge, who's an environmental attorney, really a specialist in environmental law. And that, that was the team I began to discuss, you know, this, this concept of EV charging. We know energy. We know interconnection. We know how to put these things together. This, to, to us, it really seemed like an opportunity mix. And those were the three that or the, the two other guys other than myself that we began to discuss this with. And Michael happened to have a, uh, an acquaintance of his who had done uh, just built the largest charging station in North America at the time, which was the Kettleman charging station. And that person was Jeff Toon. So we began to have a conversation with him about how we conquer this. And, and that's really how the founding team came together. How, how important is, is that mix to, to sort of how you are approaching these charging centers? It's essential. Without an understanding of energy and how to interconnect projects, how to build the electric infrastructure, how to store energy, deliver energy, uh, manage the costs, uh, all, all of these things are very integral pieces to what we do. So, Nathan, you did those. I mean, you did something completely different than, than most people, what most people do that are frustrated with the EV charging process. You created uh, a solution for it. Um, how do you move from, how did you move from that idea to forming a team to actually getting to the point where you are now, where you're, you've, you've broken ground on the first charging center? What is that? I guess from a business perspective, what has that, that process been like in terms of assessing the market um, and figuring out, okay, here's an idea we have, but how do we actually bring this piece to life? I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate because I've had many businesses. Um, okay. So 
this one this one was much easier to start than than many of the other ones that I've done. Um, looking at the market, you know, you you have to know that the market is there and looking looking at the growth in the market, and then all of, you have to make sure that everything that you're doing is going to create the the revenue necessary to get the margins for the finance, and really looking at the growth in the competition. So when we begin to assemble all of that and look at the pieces and, and realize that this was a very viable business model uh, and, and taking it to a level where we could have all of these, you know, amenities to make it easy and, and, and safe and efficient, you know, that's, that's really where the culmination was in order to make it. So it was a great customer experience. It's interesting that you said that From, it's, um, I'm sorry, uh, please. I'm sorry. From, from that point, you, you just have to listen to know about 400 times before you find the right people who want to uh, get involved in it. I, I self-funded it for a lot for a long time, but then, you know, brought an investment and you just have to listen to know enough times and just keep going. Um, it's interesting. What's interesting about sort of how you, you laid out the, the sort of way that the business started is that you said that it was, it's a bit, it was a bit easier in starting this company than some of the other companies you're working on. If, if, if that's the case, why do you think there has been such a lag in terms of providing or, or building these kind of charging centers when we know that charging anxiety and finding a charging station, everything associated with charging EVs is a, is a huge frustration for consumers? Why is it why is it taking so long for people to look at a business model such as Rove? and how it can help in terms of addressing these issues? Well, I would say that the, that the business I started, businesses I've started are more challenging, such as being in solar in 2008 when, you know, it was, uh, it was not a viable source of energy, right? So right. you're out there trying to convince people to eat the broccoli on, on the energy plate at a time when it's the most, it's most expensive energy on the grid. So those were very challenging businesses. When we looked at this one, we had the, we were very fortunate to have the skill set required to address all of the challenges within the space and have enough answers from the beginning that we could uh, model this and see what the revenue opportunity was. Okay. And so I guess, again, the question I, I guess I'm asking, which I'm assuming a lot of people would be asking is, why aren't other people seeing the vision, like seeing that this just makes sense from a business perspective, but also as it relates to, you know, pushing for the wider adoption of EVs? Where's the disconnect, you feel? As someone that has strategically looked at, you know, the market, assessed the business, why Rove is viable? Well, what do you think? Where are we missing the mark or missing the community? Where's the miscommunication in, in all of it? You know, that's a really good question. I, I would have to say that when, when there's a, when you look at the model for EV charging, people are putting in the least amount of infrastructure necessary to meet current demand. And that allows you to go in many different locations. The way that Roe views it is we're going into locations that already have a saturated market and building large scale in order to handle the volume that's necessary in those large scale applications. So I think that there's, in looking at the business model, there's two different ways to look at it. Most people want to spread quickly across the United States. 
we want to handle dense charging in areas. And because these take so long to build, we want to handle it in a way where we can keep up with the volume that we know is going to come through. Why, why, um, why Gelson's as, as a partner to, to launch it? What was it about Gelson's that said, okay, this is a good partnership? I, I love their Poke Bowl. I go in there and I have that as <laughs> such a... <laughs> That's a good reason. That's um, a really good reason. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and they, have many, um, they have many things. Uh, I, the concept of Rove really came about you know, traveling through Europe and going to European gas stations. You can actually go to a gas station in Europe. You can get a good pastry, get your lunch there. Um, they have really good food in there. And, and, and many people just stop by there and get it. You know, not, not that I don't like, you know, hot dogs on a roller, but um, I, I tend to like something a little bit better when I'm stopping in for lunch. And so they had really the product offering in the way that we saw would work well at Rove. As you go into Gelson's, you see that they have, you know, around the outside, a lot of grab and go and a lot of diversity in the grab right. and go. And so that's really what began to bring us in. And through conversations, we, we found out that the, you know, the, the Gelson CEO and many mem- members of Gelson's were EV drivers and they were suffering from the same challenges that we were. And so there was a match made. You really do have to think beyond the technology. That's what it seems like I'm hearing from you, that you have to think beyond just the idea that this is an EV when you're looking at uh, um, how you deal with some of the challenges in the space, specifically charging. Yeah. And, 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 and what would I like? Right. So that's, that's really how I began to look at it is first of all, being very selfish and saying, what would I like? And if I pulled in, I, you know, I'd like some shade over my car by a solar structure. I'd like to be able to walk in and use a restroom. You know, if it's the middle of the night, I'd like a safe lounge to sit in and I would like a great customer experience with really good food options. And by looking at it that way, I think that I, you know, share that feeling with a lot of people that that's really what they're looking for. And what do you what do you credit that perspective to the being able to do that? It did like I'm just even in hearing you talk about how how the company was was formed, how the idea of you being frustrated. Um, you didn't say that, but I, I since you were frustrated with the, with the charging process <laughs> early on. Um how are you able, because I, and I'm asking this because I think it's, it's, it's important, right? When we look at, uh, when companies look at ways that they can try to, to deal with the challenges as it relates to the wider adoption of these, how are you able to not only, how are you able to not only make that connection, but how, how do you maintain and sustain that sort of lifestyle and cultural connection that you know, that you, you said is pivotal to, you know, to, to how you build out the company in the business model? How do you su- sustain that as you look to build out more charging centers? I think, it, I think it rolls back to something that everyone's familiar with, which is putting gas in a car, right? And so uh, pulling into a gas station, easily putting the nozzle in the car and walking inside and looking around and going, wow, there's just nothing here I would eat. Um, so I look at it as, can we put something there to eat? Can we make filling an EV as easy as filling a gas-powered car? Can, can we make the drivers of gas-powered cars jealous so that there's no longer the issue of range anxiety? It's the issue of how fast can I get an EV so that I can get treated like those people at Rove. That's really how I look at how to differentiate us and, 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 and keep us relevant in the game. Because if you get a great customer experience, why would you go anywhere else? Right. What, what have been some of the challenges? It has to be, come on, had to be one or two. 
<laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> well, what what's, what was what was the what was the biggest what was the biggest challenge? The biggest hurdle you faced in in in, in this? So you're in, in in creating a business like this. You're doing something that's never been done. You're putting together. Um, you know, as, as we like to, to term it within Rove, you know, you're, you're basically putting, you know, 2,500 microwaves on the grid at one time and, and expecting all of them to work, right? So we had to look at, you know, how do we interconnect? What's the right equipment? Go through extensive processes of engineering and building out the equipment that we're going to use charge, to charge cars and do it in an efficient manner that doesn't hurt the grid. And, you know, then how do we you know, implement safety? Every one of these has a myriad of challenges that goes along with it. Um, I think the largest would be, you know, working with utilities in order to get the interconnection that we need to, to give the power necessary to one of these facilities and, and what how have to you, overcome that. What have you learned during that process? Because I, I hear that, that I think that's a, a, a challenge that, that sort of permeates throughout very facets of, of, this, of this space, this EV and charging space. What did you learn from that challenge? And... What was your, I guess, takeaway in, for, for building out the business moving forward? You, you, utilities move slow. Cities move slow. So I, so I can't be in as much of a rush as I want to be because I want to get things done. I want to get them built. I want to get them done. But when you're dealing with utilities, they're notoriously slow. And when you're dealing with cities, they're notoriously slow and, you know, they don't know how to classify us in zoning. You know, are we a convenience store? Are we a charging station? Are we a grocery store? Are we a, you know, so the, the biggest lesson that I learned from all of it is, is take your time. Wow. That's, that's interesting to take your time, given that that's, I mean, that response is interesting, given that that's one of the things that you are really trying to address the, the, the issue of time as it relates to charging and, and how one is able to manage that. Yeah. From from a business perspective, you, you, when you when you look at at the the business model as you have established it uh, thus far for for Rove, um, how do you build on that beyond California? Because I, I'm sure you hear it all the time. Like, or or, or and well, let me start by this: or Do you plan to build on it from from over uh, or more than California? Are you looking to expand it beyond California? And if so, how do you build on the, the business model you're establishing here, given that, you know, everyone knows that California is an EV market um, and it is less challenging here to sort of navigate some of the dynamics you've outlined um, as opposed to other markets? So I think that Bearing in mind that all charging is necessary from the from the first charger that goes in in a parking lot that gives someone the comfort that they can feel that fill their EV no matter how challenging it is to reaching EV density to where a robe is needed we look at California and say right now the density is here to support a robe and as other markets become filled with a with the density needed to support a robe then then we will consider going there. The, the, the beauty is, is that here we have a chance to perfect everything, to get, to get that fueling station model right, to make sure that our technology is working well, our charger is working well, all of our electric infrastructure is working well, so that, so that we can standardize it and roll it out across the country. That, that process of, of the idea, well, of, of making sure that everything is running 
smoothly and is efficient. It, it, it does, though, seem like based on just the industry overall, just going beyond beyond Rove and its business model, just when it comes to the whole idea of EV, it just seems like we're in this hyperspeed mode when it comes to the wider adoption of it. How do you, knowing that that that's kind of the the, the world that we're living in now for a number of reasons, how do you manage the dynamic of saying, okay, um, while we are looking at the wider adoption here of what we're going to do with Rove, we're looking at expanding the centers. Um, and there is this pressure for wider adoption. How do you stay true to the core essence of what you want to do from a business perspective, that making sure everything is fine too? Well, I think that, you know, the goal has always been to, to ease the, the EV buyers, um, fear that there's going to be someplace to charge. And by building these large scale charging centers that have, you know, 40 plugs available for every type of car that they, we can give the visibility of a row, just like a gas station. So that when people buy that car, they know that there's a place to charge. And as we spread across California and get ready to go out to the U S that, that we continue to have that standard because, you know, on the first couple, we'll find out if, if, if what we have uh, envisioned works. And then we can make those small tweaks and twists and uh, adjustments that, that are needed in order to make this so that it's a very uh, well-oiled machine, you might say, to roll out across the rest of the country. But we just want people to feel safe that there is a place to charge, not to worry about range anxiety, become very visible and safe. I can't, I can't tell you how many situations I've been in. I actually carry... I actually carry uh, bear spray in my car now because I've been in many situations that were completely unsafe. So this helps address a lot of problems out there in the EV market. And I think that holistically in and of itself, it will stay true to its model. And when you say safe, are you saying that because of the, the time that it takes to charge? Like what are, what are the, the safety dynamics that you're, that you're referring to? You know, pulling into a shopping center parking lot at, at midnight to charge your car. Uh, very little lighting, very little people around. Um, and once you plug that car in, you can't drive away. So you've got to get back out of your car to unplug that car. So I've been in situations where it was, you know, a little nerve wracking. Um, and so we don't want that to be an issue again, security all night, you know, a 24 hour lounge that people can walk into that has access through a, through a code that you get through an app, you know, so that you know that, that you're safe when you go in there, a restroom to use any time of the day. Um, you know, the, the conveniences that most people come to expect when they're driving a gas powered car, we want to elevate that to the EV driver. Well, Nathan, in closing, and I think you've, you've kind of hinted on this throughout, throughout the conversation, where, where do you see Rove in the future? Our goal is to be sure that people have that easy, easy, safe, and convenient way to fill their car. And then that we're using all of our facilities to back the renewable energy in automobiles so that, so that we are not only entering a safer, uh, a safer experience, but also a cleaner experience. And that's really the goal of where we want to go. Great. Well, great insight. Nathan, thanks again for taking the time. And what I did not do is congratulate you on on your groundbreaking. Thank you. It's um, 
it's great. It's great to have a labor of labor of love come to a、uh, a place where you're actually sticking a shovel in the ground and starting to build it.、Uh, and I can tell you that the Rove team is has really been, you know, the support of this. And、uh, our, to all of the people on the Rove team, you know, many thanks because they're the reason why we're here. Well, thanks again, Nathan. Thank you for joining us on the Culture Lane. All right. Thanks, Marcus. Now, on to the next journey.